Thank you so much for tuning in today to yet another Level Up podcast. This is episode 16, and I am extremely humbled and uh, just really excited uh, for our, our guest today. This is a good uh, friend of mine, colleague, someone that I, yes, yes, you, you're a great friend. Uh, <laughs> just someone that I've always had a lot of respect for, someone I went to school with, um, none other than the wonderful J.R. Poole, how are you feeling today, brother? I'm all right. Doing thanks all right? for having me. Hey, no problem. This is my first thanks for having me. Oh, is it? I legitimately was, 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 I had gratitude. Right? right, right. It wasn't just on the script. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm going to take this off. I'm going to hold this, John. He's like, thanks for having me. Sorry to bother you. But anywho, uh, super excited, man. I've known you for a minute, man, since I was a youngin'. I, I think yeah, I mean, we... Five minutes. A long five whole minutes, mm. a.k.a. more than five years. Uh, I think we met at the Art Institute. You were a RA at the time. Nope. Nope? That was, that was the rumor. That's why I, I, thought, have no, I thought you were an RA. That's why I have no friends. You weren't an RA? <laughs> no. So what What exactly? You weren't an RA? No. Not at okay. all. Okay. So what, what, what were you doing? <laughs> What was happening? You make it seem like I was No, I, I mean you were definitely you were definitely out here giving commands and shit. Like like get to class, get to your room, no smoking. Lock those doors. Right. What was what was going on? I was a student, but I was old. And that was it. Thank you. <laughs> you were so you you're telling me right now that you were never an RA for the Art Institute you know of Pittsburgh for minutes, their dorms. Five minutes into our friendship, you just now realized that I was a student. I mean, I knew you were a student. Yes, first, first and foremost. But you weren't an acting as a resident uh, assistant or whatever they're called. No drama classes, just me being me. No acting. I see what he did there. I see what he did there. But you didn't. You weren't like the top dog at the dorms. That was like, yo, you can't do this. No. At the dorms. Not at all. All right, guys, and that is our podcast. Thank you for. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, something. right. Wow, I am so baffled and blown away. So this is the thing. I came to the school as a, an adult. I was 24. Okay. So I was a non-traditional student. Okay. And I hated that because it was like, oh, you're old, and uh-huh. um, because I was old and mature, um, people assumed that I worked there. Really. Right. And no, I just. You were just. <laughs> He's like, he's, he's like, bro. I was just chilling. <laughs> I was just trying to get my grades, get learn this shit, get my get my grades. Wow. That's it. Wow. So let's talk about that a little bit more. How did that make you feel? Like what? Old. <laughs> I mean, twenty four is not old. 
like, it is when you're going to college for the budget budget. teenager. Right. Right. Wow. So you was just you're, like you're like getting the the drinks, the senior coffee. Right. You know. Right. So so. I mean, you had to have a little bit of clout with that, right? Like, I mean, you know, this people walk hard. by you, they bow to you, something. Uh, right. <laughs> I got a work study, uh, work study job, paid like seven fifty. Okay. Sarah Rathburn, remember her? Yeah, I remember her. That's right. She was my boss. Okay. We were the same fucking age. She's my boss, and I'm a student, <clears throat> because I wanted to go out and talk to the people. Mm-hmm. And we we're not going to get anything done if we don't actually engage the audience. Right. So I said, let me go out there and talk to the people. So that's what I was doing, talking to everybody. What do you want to do next quarter? What kind of activities do you want to do? Right. Writing it down, and I go back and report back to it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because people saw me more, they thought that I was her boss. Mm. One day we walk into the elevator packed. Some kid in the corner goes, hey, that's the president of the students. <laughs> president of the students her face went from smile to piss oh no and I'm like, you're like i didn't, I I didn't say no, nothing I, I swear i just go to school <laughs> i'm not the president of the students and people Yo. said that shit around the around the building for about a year i mean they had to offer you a, the gig after that i mean actually yeah yeah and so i didn't take it oh you just like let me just use this face and just confuse people yeah I'm going to just roll with it. <laughs> Yo, I'm so weak. I have blown away. The, the, so many years of thinking this man was an RA in the dorms, and he was just a student, y'all. He just had the look of a, just a professional, young African-American gentleman who, you know, knew how to organize and strategize in order to make sure that the dorm room experience was safe and fun for everyone and that wasn't even really his job. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Wow. Well, speaking of jobs, J.R. Poole, yeah. tell the people what it is that you do. Um, again, we have a background in art. They know that. Um, so tell them a little bit about uh, what you do. Uh, maybe if you're from Pittsburgh, you know, just kind of your trajectory to where you are now. Um, and we'll, we'll just bounce from there. Originally from Detroit, been here for about 14, 15 years. Okay. Um, I just left 911 in July. I guess it isn't just. The 12, y'all. Right. He he was basically a cop. No. <laughs> He's like, no. I went, <laughs> look at He was. You, did you? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I got to tell cops where to go. Okay. So you dispatch. Right. Okay. And you're on the phone. Um, But yeah, graphic design. Okay. Um, I work for a sign company in Edmond. I've known this guy for about 11 years. Okay. So when I went to the Art Institute, I wanted to be a graphic designer that worked for the government. Hmm. Right. Interesting. Um, so I went to, like, Shirley Yee's office, who um, uh, I said, this is what I want to do. Right. She goes, well, there isn't any jobs like that. I'm thinking, bitch, I just went to the website. <laughs> CIA, FBI are hiring. Right, right, right. Right now. Graphic designers. What do I need to do? Right. Well, you should just go work on the Jumbotron with the pirate stadium. I'm like, no. Graphic designer that works for the government. So how that started was I made some posters for the police in Detroit. Okay. Took pictures, wrote this really nice poem. I thought it was nice. And just gave them to uh, the seven or 12 precincts that we had at the time. Okay. And this one, this white dude, he was a commander of Zone 7. <coughs> and I was leaving. 
because I wasn't there for accolades. I was here's a poster. Mm-hmm. Some guy read it. Was like, let me show my commander. I'm like, okay, bye. Right. <laughs> See right. <you. laughs> right. I did it. And he was like, hey, bro, wait, wait. You right. Know? So I'm like, what's going on? Hope I'm not gonna get arrested. Right, right. He sends me in the back with the commander, and um, he goes, this is really nice. I like how you wrote this. No one's ever done this for us before. Mm. You should go downtown to headquarters. Detroit has a graphic arts unit. Mm. Talk to them. See what you got to do to get in. Mm. And I'm like, sure. Okay. And how old are you at this time? Uh, 20. 20, okay. Right. So I'll go down there. Did like a ride along. Um, and it was just cops in uniform. They would do uh, composite sketches. Um, annual reports like graphic design suppliers mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a gun, so uh, he was like, "You got to go to the academy, but as soon as you get out, put in your transfer, because they want you to do two years on the street." Mm. So I'm like, "All right, okay." So uh, that's what I did. So you went to the academy? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, no. No, I went there. Uh, <laughs> I did try uh, apply for police mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. Um, I injured my knee, and when it was time to do the physical, you had to do like a mile and a half in mm. ten or eight minutes. Or something. Right, right, right. But you can't do that when your when your knees broke. Right, right. you you need your knees to run. Yeah. Did you know that they bend and flex? Right. So they also hold your weight. Yes. So I limped a mile and a half, um, and I didn't make it. How long did it take? About a half hour? No. And that was the thing about really wanting to do something mm-hmm. was <clears throat> it took me 13 minutes. Okay, that's not bad. It isn't when you're injured. Right. That's and You was dedicated. It hurt. This, this young white dude who was a ex-Marine, he ran with me. Mm-hmm. The only, it was just me and this dude running. He was like, you got to do it. You want this, you got to do it. And I'm like... Stop making me trying to cry. Or right. Run at the same time. <laughs> right. You're like, you're like, oh. So oh we're getting, uh, we're getting, so, someone's calling in. Hello. <laughs> right. Hello. No, I'm just kidding. First caller. <laughs> first caller. No, we haven't, we haven't gotten that far in our technology, but we'll get there. Wait, what happened to do not disturb? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's on. No, so, um, art was always the goal. Right. You know, and, and how do you use art to do a thing? Mm-hmm. And, um, when I did this project, <clears throat> it was um, how do you use art to save lives? Mm. And that's where this project came from. Okay. The Black Heroes Movement. Okay. Right. You you want to ask a question and transition, or do <laughs> I just start talking? No, keep it? no no no. I I I was just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to steal your job. <laughs> I cannot with this dude. He's so funny. He's a superhero who's not an RA. I don't know how this works. He works for the cops. Yeah, used to. 911. So I want I kind of want to before we go into the uh uh what we're going to talk about the Black Heroes movement, what yeah. you're working on right now, this amazing project. Mm-hmm. Um I kind of want to talk a little bit about uh your job with 911. How did you um you know, again go from, you know, we went to school 4 years, did our thing, got lied to. Blah 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 blah. They Sp- lied to you li- too? Yeah, they lied to me. I, I I went to school for media arts and animation, yeah. and I'm now doing this. Not to say that that education didn't prepare me to have a career in the arts. I'm prepared, you know what I mean. Um, but like, how did you stumble upon that? Was that an, another effort to get back into the force? Was that like, were you like, all right, I tried when I was 20. 
I'm now yep. however old and I want to try again and see if there's something I could do yes. to, you know what I mean, help people. It was a, a help people situation. Okay. Um, and you can't run. Right. You can sit and talk on the phone. Right. Uh, so that's what I ended up doing. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. So let's jump right into it, man. You uh, You reached out to me. What I want to say, maybe earlier this year, maybe a little bit after, I, I ran into you somewhere, and you're like, "Yo, I got this project that I'm doing." Um, I don't know if it was here at Level yeah, Up. Yeah. Was it here at Level Up? And you're like, "Yo, I got this project. Would you be down to be involved in some capacity?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I guess so." Um, so talk a little bit about uh, Black Heroes Movement, but before you get into that, just to let everyone know that May had uh, just tuned in. Uh, we are here, episode 16 of the Level Up podcast, introdu- introducing the wonderful J.R. Poole, good friend of mine, artist, hero, n- broken knee, all that. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so talk a little bit about, about this project. That's a the, resume. The, the, <laughs> the Black Heroes, ex-cop, uh, no, nah, the Black Heroes movement. Like, what, what's, what's the inspiration? Oh, that's a good question. What is the inspiration? Yes. Um, and what is it like? What it is? While I'm <clears throat> while I'm in the uh, the nine one center, you get to hear the worst mm-hmm. of humanity. Right. There are some good parts to it, um, but I realize it is a, a perception issue. Mm. Right. So when people say, "Oh, there's this black guy walking down the street," mm. and this is where all all those questions we ask. Right. Well. How is he bothering you and you're in your house? Right. And he's walking down the street. Right. So I thought about, you know, do black people need a, a PR agent? Mm. And what is it with people's perception of black folks? Then uh, I tell people that the easiest way to get inside of someone's house, besides breaking and entering, is through storytelling. Mm. So even if it's word of mouth storytelling, right? You go home and you tell your wife and your kids, this is what happened at work today. Right. Then there's the newspaper. Right. The newspaper writes, this is what happened, you know, today. In the community, in whatever, right. Right. Then there is a, a novelist who might write, this is what happened in, in my life, in that community at this particular time, like mm-hmm. James Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Right. Then there are the comic books. <coughs> Even though it's a fantasy, some of the comic books have... Um, Social commentary. On right, it. right, right. So there's different forms of, uh, of storytelling and then different forms of heroes. Mm-hmm. So I thought to myself, well, do do we consider ourselves heroes? Do other people look at ourselves that way? Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the perception part of it. Right. I got into a Facebook argument with some guy who was like, you're trying to turn all my heroes white. I'm like, no. Wait. I was livid for like 15 minutes. Wait, you're trying to turn all their heroes white? With Black Heroes Movement. That's the face that I had. I don't understand. Good, because I didn't understand it either. <coughs> so, all I was trying to do was add to the library of heroes. Right. You know, if you don't know about this person, then you don't know shit. And then currently, I don't know shit either, so I'm trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I was looking at newspapers, military stuff, uh, comics, trying to pluck out the bits of heroism throughout time. Right. And why don't we know about this? Um, you saw Black Panther? Yes, of course. You know about the Black Panther political party? Yes, of course. Do you know about the Black Panther tank squad? No. Right. So th- before the Black Panthers were a 
political party or a comic book. They were An a, actu- mili- a military veteran. There's actually a story about a, uh, there was a, a a black soldier from like World War One or something who like took on like a freaking fleet of fucking Germans or something by himself with just a knife. Mm-hmm. And like he came back, he like ended up getting the Purple Heart. But when he came back to the states, he didn't get the Purple Heart, and it was like never written down Correct. in the history books. I forget the dude's name. I just watched a documentary on that, but that's interesting. I forgot his name. I'm sorry that I did, but yeah, <coughs> he was a part of the 369th, mm-hmm. the uh, Harlem Hellfire. Oh, that's exactly who right. he was. Yep. And the Germans gave him that 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 regiment that name mm-hmm. um, because they they fought like hell. Right. Um, and that is one of the. One of the Look at that. Synchronicities. That's dope. That's dope. Anyway, it's in the summer. And um, so, and so yeah, from, he, from they get back, like, the whole group gets back, and they don't get the accolades. They don't get the, the payment mm-hmm. from the, our own government. Right. The French gave them, uh, I think, the medal, the Legion medal or something. Mm-hmm. Um, well, didn't they end up fighting for the French? Wasn't that the deal? Was like this, that the general at the time was like, no American soldiers will fight for any other soldiers other than the blacks. You had him. Right. Other right. Than, Wasn't with the colors, the, the Negroes. You could you could take the Negroes. In and the Rainbow Coalition, uh, they didn't want the blacks to fight. Uh, and in separate occasions where white folks were like, we're not going to give them guns. Mm-hmm. Um, the Revolutionary War, the um, Civil War, mm-hmm. um, even the the West Indies and the Puerto Ricans were a part of the. Uh, that group. Mm. It's like, do we give them guns? We treat them so bad. Right, what right. What are they gonna do? Um, so you know about the Civil War and Lincoln freeing the slaves, mm-hmm. but President Davis uh, also wanted to free black people mm. before Lincoln. Mm. So what would that have been like if the Confederates freed the black people? Right. Um, but they, they was like, okay, we'll let them fight in our our army, the heritage, not hate folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was phased emancipation. So we'll pay you in freedom, mm. just not today. Right. right. So here's a gun. Go out there and fight. Like, what if we give them guns? They're gonna turn on us. Right. I'd be I'd be shook too. Right. Like, you know what I mean? The War of 1812. That's what happened when they burned down the White House. Mm-hmm. Um, the British was like, "Just to fuck with you all, I'm gonna free your slaves." Mm. And so the slave owners were like, "Well, you gotta give us our property back." And they were like, "Well, there are no slaves in the British Empire, so." These motherfuckers free. Mm. Here's your gun. Go shoot these people. Here's a red coat. So I, I find it insulting when people say America. Oh man, America. <laughs> but there are actual Americans. Right. They're in the West Indies. Uh. And they wear red coats that honor their their freedom. Right. On that particular day. Mm. So there are black people burning down the White House and saving it at the same time. That's insane. Right. And so. Through the work that you're doing, you're taking these stories, um, you're, you know, remixing them. I'm assuming. I'm not really sure. How how are you using these stories in your? I've been buying a lot of comics, and it isn't to just review it and say that we need more representation. Right. But the representation is a lifesaver. Right. Absolutely. Being on the end of where people perceive you as you have a scully on, you have a hoodie on, Mm -hmm. you must be up to no good. Right. But that is not the, the case. Right. Um, so getting a sense of what the authors are putting on paper, how the authors are portraying blacks 
uh, especially black males, mm -hmm. as the hero of the story. Mm -hmm. I figure that's that's really important, and it needs to be pushed more often. Mm -hmm. And even for the the white audience, you know, when I went to see Spider Man on, on Sunday, we're in Pittsburgh. It's like what eighty percent white. Mm -hmm. In Detroit, it's eighty percent black. Mm -hmm. So that's for me, it's a culture shock. Right. So I'm going there. You're watching this film. I'm sitting next to this this black kid, and we're probably like seven black kids in this whole theater. Okay. He was on the edge of his seat. He was so excited. I was right. so proud that he could see somebody on screen that's brown mm -hmm. and that he can relate to. Right. So going back for me, Spawn was that person. Right. Have you gone back and watched that recently, just to look at the graphics? <laughs> the movie. Yeah. We were just talking about that movie this morning. Bro, I, when I watched that movie, yeah. I was like, these graphics are next level. And I go back now and I'm like, uh, I'm glad you have that face today because uh, I had that face when I watched it. In really? The 90s. See, I thought it was excellent Me and when my I watched boy, it. We because we had collected Spawn at the time. Right. We, we left the theater like, the fuck was that? <laughs> it, it, it was. It was shit. Huh. And um, McFarlane is getting money to redo it. Okay. And Seth? I'm like, yeah. Really? I'm like, Seth, oh, I'll give no. you $5. Okay. <laughs> you know, here, make this fucking movie better. Okay. Because the graphics are terrible. But so was the story. Hmm. But Spawn, he's a black guy, had a black wife, black friends, black mm -hmm. kids. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, oh, what's up? I like that. People say, like, race doesn't matter, but when you see someone that looks like you, right. you know that you can do that, too. Right. Right. Exactly. So, I'm a big Star Trek fan, and just went to the convention here, met one of the Star Trek people, and I was like, you know, um, because of how he interacted with a character, mm -hmm. is how I saw myself as a part of a team. Hmm. And that's kind of why when I went to 911, I wanted to be a part of a team. Right. There was only... 14 black people that worked there out of 230. Wow. So the one of the reasons why I stayed there because I was the only black voice working my shift. Hmm. Just one. You were like, I'm the man. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's not what you were thinking. So what was your thought process being that the only black guy during your shift? You, I felt like you had to be the voice of some part of this community, represent it somehow, mm -hmm. and also have the the empathy that you talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. um, when somebody calls in with something, you, you can sympathize by reading a script, right? But the empathy is really important, right? Is to talk to somebody and tell them how you, that you know how they feel, mm -hmm. right? Um, I had a domestic call once, mm -hmm. and this woman, she was just, and then you heard the guy in the background like really calm trying to calm her down and mm -hmm. she was saying what he did and he did this and that you would think that you know somebody was strangling somebody mm -hmm. for the first and only time i ever did this i said put him on the phone she was like here the police want to talk to you i'm, like, <laughs> I'm not the police i, I said that to him i was I'm like sir i'm not the, the, the police <laughs> can you tell me what's going on right i said it sounds like she's upset are you able to to go to a safe place right Right. And he explained what was happening. I said, listen, because I don't want nothing to happen to you. Please stand in the doorway, you know, away from her. And I'm typing this all out. Mm -hmm. So the police will know when they walk up, you're not the bad guy. Right. Right. Um, 
that bit of empathy, and it, then also too, it's like that that voice. I don't think would have happened if somebody else were answered. Right, right, right. It would have been just like, just stay where you are. Click. Right. But some some black guy or something. Right. So what was it? Was it just a situation of like they were arguing and, and she blew it out of proportion, or was she the one that was actually doing the? That's the thing about that job is I can't disclose. I, is that the, yeah? I can't do that. Okay. Then I can't decide who did what. Right. No the, bias. Right. right. Can't say who's the bad guy unless you physically shot a motherfucker. Right. You're like that guy's bad. He shot. He he <laughs> right. uh, he shot the guy. He was, for some reason he was still standing there while they were on the phone with me. It was right? really interesting. I, I put them on the phone. <laughs> shot. Right. So 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 talk talk a little bit more. I know you, I see you got some materials here. I do. Um, kind of kind of explain because I I, I want to get an understanding of exactly, uh, what it is that you do. It it looks like, um, you're more you're more of an explorer and a researcher and a collector. Am I correct to say that? You are. Um, when I started this, it was after Trayvon was shot. Okay. And you're in that room watching people decide somebody else's um, fate. Right. Right. Um, and I didn't like that. That was, a, again, the perception issue. Right. So how can you say that this kid is bad mm. when you know nothing about him? Right. He was walking home. Right. Right. With some Skittles. Right. Some Pepsi or some shit. And why that impacted me is when you listen to the 911 tape, uh, the operator tells Zimmerman, don't follow him. And he follows him anyway, mm. and we know the end of that story. Right. Right. I've said those same words to people. Mm. And so you're like, that's one reason why I stayed. Like, you tell people, don't follow him because you don't know him, but then yet he might not have done anything. Right, right. Right. So, yeah, I've been scouring the internet, not internet, um, well, I guess the internet too. Right. I looking mean, for Google creators, um, illustrators who are making these stories. Mm -hmm. Then you're reading them to just add to what you know about the story of us okay right um having the comic book convention that's the front of the house part of it okay the back of the house is discovering all these artists who they're not marvel they're not dc right i think black folks like labels mm -hmm. you know you brands should, right we like right. brands um is it i was like is it that we like brands or do we like the illustrations mm. um because there are some people who do some phenomenal work um like this guy Check that out. Okay. So what we got here, family. This is what we got here. It says, uh, what does it say? It looks like it just says Revelation. That's the name of it. Right? Am I reading that correctly? Okay. Oh, brother, brother man, Revelation. Yes. Dictator brother. of discipline. From the 90s. Wow. And, th and this is, is this written, illustrated by black people as well? Mm -hmm. or? Dope. The guy. dope. Very dope. Also, too, when I had a um a meeting trying to find uh, venues for this, mm -hmm. um, the Carnegie Library of Pittsburgh mm -hmm. has agreed to host this event. Okay. And in that meeting, I thought, can we get these books on the shelves? Because when you're doing research, you come up with terms. Mm -hmm. One of my terms is regional ignorance. So if... A community has one, like the, where are we at? We're, we're in Bloomfield. Right. So somewhere in um, Lawrenceville is a library, <coughs> right? If you're walking to the library, that's the only books you're going to get. Right. Bef you know, before cars and whatnot. Um, that's the region 
that you're in. Mm-hmm. And that is your limitation to what books you have. Right. So I call it regional ignorance. Okay. So I went around driving to 16 libraries in the area just to see what they had on their shelves. Mm-hmm. Not just to look at their catalog online, but to physically go there. So right, that right. Like I went to McKeesport, and they have Marvel DC and a bunch of manga stuff. Okay. Um, but you ever been to McKeesport before? Yes. Um, it's like a desert. <laughs> it's a wasteland. <laughs> they got things. They got an Eaton Park. Uh, that's about it. There's a grocery store. And they also got tumbleweeds. I, I did see <laughs> I one. I swear to God, they I got did some of these. I did see one. I, and I was oh like, God. look at this. Look at that. Right. <laughs> it was probably just a bunch of trash. And there's and a combination a, of a random crow. W- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck, where am I? Right, where am I? The Wild Wild West. And, and which bridge right. do I get right. <laughs> Um, Other way to tell a story, this is Senator John Lewis's book. Okay. Um, and he's, you figure, a real life hero, mm-hmm. you know, part of the Freedom Riders walking across the uh, Selma Bridge, mm-hmm. and he puts his story in three graphic novels. Dope. Uh, it was. It was like you get to learn about certain things. So, it's, so it's this a, is his story in a graphic novel. Right, there's three of them. Okay. Um, if only black people had powers. That's black. Wow. It's black. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out, family. So, wow. So there's a lot of black written, illustrated comics about black heroes and stories. Right. Okay. And so when when you when it comes to exploring these and, and collecting these, what did, what did that timeline look like? How difficult was it difficult or was it like, oh, this is a breeze? Like how like how much work did you really have to put in in order to actually find uh, these publications? I would say a lot because um, I've being in 911 for seven years, you're out of the loop. Right. And so you got to start from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, start searching. Okay. And now that's a part of, that's like I said, the, one of the hardest parts is just looking for stuff. Right. Um, not only am I looking for books, but I'm also checking out periodicals too okay. to pluck out bits of heroism. Right. Um, did you see the movie Pearl Harbor? Yes, uh, with Ben Affleck? Yeah. Wasn't he in that? He was. That was a minute ago, yeah, but was. I seen it. I seen it. He seen it. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr. was in it. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And he plays a real-life person. Okay. So it's putting a real-life person into a, like a, let's say a fictional story about a historical moment. Right. So that's where a lot of stories combine mm-hmm. so th- for me that's a, the hard part mm-hmm. is trying to pluck these things out what's real like um, what's actual fact versus this fantasy or like entertainment so to speak kind of okay what um cuba's character does is real and i found the newspaper article from 1942 oh wow that described everything that he did okay um and i'm like this is dope you know because in the movie it looks like he's just wandering around the deck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He looks scared. In reality, in the newspaper, it said that he was going to his assignment. Mm-hmm. So he was supposed to be going from one place to another, and he was told to remove all the wounded. Okay. So he was a big dude, uh, a cook. So while your boat's being blown up, 
remove all these people so that we can keep fighting. Mm. So he goes to the bridge, sees that the captain is wounded, then he heads to a gun, and nobody's on it. Mm. So he mans his gun, starts shooting at planes. That's what he has to do. Right. That's dope. So uh, in the newspaper, he was it was said that he was the first uh, Navy hero of the war. Mm. And I'm like, well, why doesn't there is a Dory Miller holiday? Mm. Why no kids know about this in school? Right, right. right? Um, but it was in the movie, but you see, but you know, it doesn't really do I mean, anything. I feel like, I feel like representation and all that for our people, I mean, that you have, you have to come to the understanding that a lot of this is obviously systematic. It's obviously very much on purpose. You know what I mean? To, in order to keep us in a certain place. Yeah. You know um, what I mean? So that we don't, so that we don't go against whatever the agenda may be, you know what I mean? Of capitalism. Right. Um, I was reading in a, a, like a comic history book that in the 19, uh, 1939, mm-hmm. there was a group of black folks who wanted to, um, get their black heroes in print in mm-hmm. publication. Right. And, uh, there were some folks who were like, well, we're not going to sell you paper. So how do you get a story out if you can't put it on paper? Word and of mouth. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, and then uh, what's the next step? Theater of the oppress. <laughs> <laughs> right? Then they didn't sell them ink. So if you have no ink and no paper, you can't really tell your story. Wow. And 1938 is when Superman comes out. Okay. Um, if 1939, a black hero came out, if, if there was no obstruction... Those two heroes would have ran at the same time. Mm-hmm. And who knows how that might have impacted our culture. Right. But you got people walking around with an S on their chest. But this is why I have this symbol. And so what is that symbol? I've seen that on your hoodie, too. It's only an H. It's an H? That's it. Is that your logo? Yeah. Did I miss that? You did. It was his logo, fam. I thought it was some other... It's on, it's on everything. Okay, so the star makes the... Because uh, we graphic designers, it's all about right. symbolism. Right. Oh, and look at Mo Ice looking like... Symbols. Young Thor with an edge up. This <laughs> 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 is our boy. So our boy Maurice Smith is actually on this business card. This is one of the homies. He was in our dance crew in college. Dope graphic designer. Also worked for Pat and I's clothing company, Mark Half Clothing. Um, so definitely a beautiful thing to see him portraying uh, 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 excellent looking black superhero. He was also into martial arts and stuff, so he was probably stoked to do this photo shoot whenever y'all did this. That's funny. I did that in college. It was a part of the Halloween poster. Really? I just I um, emailed him and says, "Can I use that same image for this project?" He's probably like, "Oh, right." Okay. Yeah, that's how that works. Okay, so with this project, so I know you said you had an event that you're putting together. Um, have you? piloted anything uh, up till now to where you were able to like, you know, kind of get this idea out in front of people. Like what have you done up to this point? I haven't as a lot of it is, you know, I, um, I talked to one local person here and asked him, has anything happened like this before? Right. In Pittsburgh. And he said, no. Okay. So it's like, you got to find people and build an audience at the same time. Right. Um, because some people don't, like you had a conversation over in the corner about a certain TV show. Mm-hmm. That's four people in this city right? in one room. Right. So how do we get 400,000 right. to 
get on board with something. Okay. Uh, and that, I think that's a part of the challenge because people are so separated here. Mm-hmm. Again, coming from Detroit, where it's 80% black, here's only 20%, and that 20% is spread out. Mm. Truth. Right. So you have to go out into those communities, put some flyers out there. Mm-hmm. And in the coming months, you're going to have to really go out and shake hands, kiss babies, right. go to the community he events. kiss babies. He's running for president, fam, just so y'all know. President of the students. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so you're, you're, you're very much so in the beginning stages, but it seems like you've, you've been able to do quite a bit of um, research. You've been able to find uh, a lot of these um, stories and comic books um, of people who look like you and I, by people who look like you and I. Um, you a- you've actually got to meet some of these artists, and yeah. can you talk about some of the people you've uh, been able to meet and like kind of how you went about that? Um, David, who did uh, Brother Man. Okay. It was uh, Detroit, had a black combo convention. Um, he was one of the first people that I found on the internet. Okay. And meeting him in person, you're, you're quite thrilled. You're like, this is real. Right. You know, you you drew this? Right. You, you drew that? Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. And I sounded like that. Right. And I was <laughs> I was only 36. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, you, you drew this? Wow. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, But here's a guy who drew that in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And in the 90s is when I started with Spawn. Mm-hmm. So people are starting to do this, and you have no idea it's happening. Right. Right. So it's like, I really want to push that out there. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was just like telling him, man, you inspire me to look for more things. Right, and, right. Um, and his artwork is really good. Okay. So you met him in the 90s? No, I met him. 2000s. What's this, 18? 18. <laughs> I think 16 I met him. Oh, okay. So you're not that old. You're only 38. I just had a birthday. Oh, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you. You can send all cards and donations. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I forgot. <laughs> I, I ran out of stamps. <laughs> that face. He, there, would, he would make that face in college when you were doing are. something wrong and come knock on your door. You know you smoke and he'd be like, you open the door, a cloud of smoke comes out and he's just like, come, why? You know, I why? think I did. You that's would why, make that face all the time. Because I'd be like... Put a fucking towel on Right, <laughs> right. You'd be like, what like, is wrong what with is you? What is wrong with you? Right, right. You don't want to get in trouble. Right. Damn. So, so let's jump back into the event. So talk about the event. What are, like, yeah. what's what's your timeline? How are you looking right now? Um, It's getting close. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to get more people to sign up to be vendors. Okay. Um, reaching out to a lot of folks uh, and inviting them to this. Focusing on the... Uh, again, the, for the front of the house, focusing on heroes of color, mm-hmm. their creators and artists. Okay. Um, but that's the part of the the perception part. There are three words on here, or four words. Right. I read most of them. I thought. Let me see. Let me go back. Literacy. Literacy. Legacy. legacy heroism and perception. And perception. Okay. Right. So that was that Facebook argument I got into with that one dude. Right. Saying like, this is what I'm trying to do. Right. Um, we don't read it that much. Reading comic books helped me do more things in life. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I was reading more. Right. Right. So you get more proficient. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's an adage where if you want to hide something from a black person, you hide it in a book. Because mm, black people don't read. Wonder why. 
And here's a start. You just start reading something, mm-hmm. right? Then there's the legacy part. Like Harlem Hellfighters mm-hmm. is your legacy. Right, March right. March is your legacy. Um, the true stories, family. Right? I just got this in the mail. Oh, I've seen this. Th- this has advertisements all over Facebook. Yeah. This is Black Sands. Yeah, this is that joint, Black Sands. I just got that this in the mail today. This is so today. cool. Cool. Today. Awesome. Um, and so people take, you know, that's your legacy, mm-hmm. and they're turning it into an art form, into a story, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Uh, then there's the heroism part, is how all these people consider themselves to be heroes, mm-hmm. right? Um, I was talking about this project to the Pittsburgh police chief, and I said, you know, there's some people, there's like some black guys out there who don't know they can do your job, mm. right? So in the survey I had, I was asking folks, what do they consider to be a, a heroic job? Mm-hmm. Um, like firefighter was one, mm-hmm. like number one. Then there's teacher. Yeah, I would say teacher is right. the most heroic because you don't get paid crap. You yeah. get blamed for everything. Right. They don't, the system hasn't changed, but they want to give you this restorative justice uh, training, but they're not going to change anything administratively no. or district-wide, um, but somehow you got to figure it out for these kids who don't want to learn this material because this material doesn't represent them whatsoever. Right. And yep. get some of this stuff out into schools, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the next step is uh, reaching out to Pittsburgh Public. I can help you with that. All right, then. Um, See my shirt? Always repping you prep. I have the plug. Right now, I can get you in U-Prep. Right Great. now. You hear me, U-Prep? <laughs> Anybody that's watching, that's working at U-Prep, any of my Heinz fellows, people, black comic books, black stories, black heroes, let's make it happen. Yeah, and then finishing up with perception, the perception that we have of, of ourselves mm-hmm. and of each other, and that's why I think these stories are important. Um, this dude, I just got this in the mail, too, mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. Dope. Uh, so I don't even know what it is. I just got it. Is it it's still in the wrapper? You might want to just keep that, <laughs> just in case. Right? You know what I mean? In a couple years. But along this journey of people wanting representation, mm-hmm. there's um, a cosplay con in Barbados mm-hmm. where uh, what's her face, the singer Rihanna, where she's from. There's a big cosplay con there. Okay. Um, there's a comic con in Kenya. Mm. Um, I think there's one in Ghana. So even the Africans are figuring out, hey, you know, we can tell our own story. Right, right. We cannot, you know, like the Western world has a view of us, mm-hmm. but let's change that view. Right. So uh, do you find that there are more um, people of color, br- black or brown people, um, like in Africa and maybe uh, areas in the Caribbean that are doing more of this work than there are black folks here in the the states I think or is it kind of equal i would say there's some equal timelines there mm-hmm. as far as the saturation goes mm-hmm. as, like why don't i know about this mm. you know why don't you know about right this? I, I i bro i, I couldn't you, none of these i've never heard of any of these and it's and it's kind of like making me mad i just stumbled upon this story and i had no idea it was a, a graphic novel as well um which is incredible um, but yeah, that that's the big question. Is like, why don't we right. know about that? And I don't know if, if if it's just that we're skeptics. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, I don't know about this because it's not, oh, it's history mm-hmm. or it's not Marvel and DC. Right. I'm not exactly sure. Right. Um, there are 
12 black comic book conventions and major ones. Okay. Uh, and then there's some smaller ones. So I'm trying to put Pittsburgh on the map as well. Okay. Right. Uh, so give these people some exposure, uh, challenge the perception of, of ourselves. Right. And, you know, like those components, the literacy, read more. Mm-hmm. There's legacy, find out more. Mm-hmm. There's heroism. You can, like, wh- I think what you're doing is heroic in a way. Mm-hmm. Because you're reaching out to you, like look at the the paintings. You're reaching out to youth. You're doing something in the community. Right. Those things are important. Thank you. Thank Those you. things get written in newspapers. Mm-hmm. Right. So a hundred years from now, somebody's gonna pull up an old newspaper and read about you. Right. We were we are in the Post Gazette. Must <laughs> 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 say, oh, I gotta fix my glasses. They're a little crooked. <laughs> <for you. laughs> right. So those things are important to, to tie it all together. So Canada has a book. That was the first book. Um, dope-ass cover. Oh, it looks hard. Right. And it's called Moonshot, the Indigenous Comics Collection. That sounds very interesting. It is. So Check that out, family. People of color are everywhere. Check that out. Who are misrepresented. Look at that. That looks hard. Wow. Wow. So, um, for anybody watching right now, JR, what can the viewers... Uh, watching, what can they do right now? How can they be involved right now in this in this process, like getting more of these books to, in the hands of the right people? Right. To be um, honest, I need funds. Okay. Do, um, now, do you have a, a GoFundMe? Do you have a Kickstarter? Have that. That's where most of my arguments happen. Okay. With, with white people. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, white it, white folks they they tend to want to always like attack things that make them feel like they're being attacked. And like that's just the thing. It's like, I think the answer to your question is why are these? Why don't people know about this stuff? Right. Is because it, it it challenges this one. This this type of storytelling, this type of narrative, challenges white supremacy, and they're afraid of that. This one just says Puerto Rico strong. Mm-hmm. After the hurricane, a bunch of uh, Puerto Ricans got together, made an anthology uh, as a fundraiser. And there's some history in here about the Puerto Rican people. Okay. You know, it was a kingdom, much like Hawaii was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, I didn't know this about Puerto Ricans. Right. So why don't we know things? And Because there's one group of people that control the history books. I mean, I'm just going to keep it real. I just, I ain't got time. <laughs> like, why are we wasting <laughs> and time? I, and I agree. You know? Um, when the, uh, if history is written by the victors. Right. Then we apparently have all been conquered. Exactly. Right. Right. So, um... I do have a donation button on my um, Facebook page. Okay, and what is your Facebook page? Can you, is it is it the family? Yeah. His Facebook page is the, the Black Heroes Movement. Black Heroes Movement. Where is my goddamn business card? Oh, there it is. There it is. The Black Heroes okay. <laughs> Movement. Uh, definitely check out uh, this Facebook page and whatever you can do. If you if you're feeling this idea uh, of getting these stories out in front of uh, young Black and Brown children and children of color definitely definitely donate it takes a village family um to make things like this really pop off um so we definitely uh, need your support so the, the website is the black heroes movement dot world okay dot world Ooh. I know. why'd you choose dot world because when i was doing this you're finding things all over the world right um that's because we're a global people even the, the indigenous <laughs> folks in australia right have um what's it called i follow them on twitter <laughs> what's he doing 
He um, wanted to look at the book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Self wanted to look at the book, family. Like, They're like, he's like, I he, gotta see this. This is covered. Right. I mean, it's like it's okay to come on camera. Everyone knows that there's people in here. He's like, let me get the book. Like Sam Fisher, Splinter Cell was like. We can see you. <laughs> right. Everyone. Turn the light just, off. Just, just come on up, buddy. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. So, yeah. So, it's a. Uh, so, you were saying about the Aborigines and Australia? Australia. Okay. Right. So, you got Australia, India, Africa. Um, the Even the Brits are becoming more heroic mm-hmm. in their storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, the West Indies, Barbados. Uh, the Americas, as in the United States, Canada. Mm-hmm. Um I haven't found too many Mexican superheroes. Okay. But you look. You you got, there's got to be some superheroes based on like the Aztecs or something. Right. Has to be somewhere. I would. I would. You would think. You would think. Right. We're everywhere. Right. But we don't get the recognition in story. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's important to our our culture. Right. No, I I totally agree, and I and I just want to commend you. I think what you're now that I have a p- way better understanding of it. Um, I think what you're doing is absolutely incredible and I'm definitely personally going to support you, um, in whatever way I can, um, definitely would love to host a fundraiser here for you. Oh, nice. Free of charge. Oh, if you want, if you want to make that happen, I think my, my teammates would agree that we definitely need a fundraiser like this or something, you know, make something happen, uh, put an event together where we can help you raise funds for this, uh, the, uh, black comic convention. Um, uh, concept that you have um, so definitely uh, very very excited about the work that you, you're doing I just want to say thank you on behalf of can I thank somebody that's watching sure me? please Dupree is watching me one of the dispatchers uh, who I came to her with this uh, this idea right right and you know mind you you're in the dispatch center coming up with this idea mm-hmm. and I remember when um, Black Lives Matter started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had uh, first had Black Heroes Matter, mm-hmm. which is a somebody totally different. Mm-hmm. So I had a cease and desist tweet. So really? Told me to stop using that name. So that's why I'm Black Heroes Movement. Um, but she has been with me from the beginning, the very beginning. Okay. And I really appreciate you. I can see you. Uh, <laughs> right. I see you watching. I see you watching. <laughs> and. I, that was one of the issues I, I said to my sister. I said, how are we going to get women involved? Right. Um, because I don't want women to see a man doing a thing and say, oh, that's juvenile. Mm. But if it's helping you read. Right. You know. Right. Or if you want to give it to your son. Well, that that actually brings me to my next question. How many of these comics have you have you found telling the stories of black women and black women heroes? Are there are there any? Is there a lack of it? Like, um, there are some. Okay. You had the black one there. Oh yeah, yeah. This is a woman. No, that's a boy. Okay, <laughs> that's a boy, Dan. This is a woman. Oh okay, <laughs> okay. America's sweetheart. I don't like that's problematic. Um, interesting. Okay, okay. Because I feel like there's even historically speaking, there are so many uh, resilient black. Mm-hmm women who have done some things um so that's very good to see um but you know i think our young girls um they definitely need some some representation as well when it comes to uh heroism and whatnot the world of wakanda there it is the world of this is really wakanda 
They just flipped the M to a W. Did you know there's a Makanda in real life? I wonder how he would try to fly there. I don't know. I, I guess that's so, some people argue. Oh, that's where they got Wakanda from. There's a Wakanda, and they have a natural resource Check called something I forget. Ah, uh, the Tuskegee Airs. Ah. So is this talking about the 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 kids of the? This is interesting. Check that out, family. It's really good artwork. Okay. Yeah. And I just got that too. So there's a lot of th- a lot of books that I just got that mm-hmm. I had to get through. Right. Um, some of these are novels as well. We talked about magic earlier when over there I was waiting. Okay. Um, Magic's fun. It is fun. This is a local guy named Robert Herring. Okay. And he wrote about uh, a magic school mm-hmm. that black kids go to. Mm. Right. There's no pictures, folks. No pictures. I mean, let me just, can I borrow this? It's like a real let me book. borrow this. Scars of a Magician by Robert Herring. This is very interesting. I see you got a business card in there, which means you were gonna read it, but you it's the book you didn't start. <laughs> you didn't start reading I it, didn't, y'all. I didn't finish. I it. think you need to I practice some lit- literacy, brother. <laughs> that's that's so cool, man. This is dope. This is dope. And you have more because I I lifted that bag, and I almost blew my back out. I was like, oh god. I'm glad. Oh god, what the heck? What kind of bricks he got in here? This is not a comic book. It says the Art Institute of Pittsburgh on it. The place I lied to us both. Wait, why why does this say the ill? So tell me about I'm, this book. I don't <laughs> want to tell you about it. All I want to say is that I'm in it. You're in that book. I was at Barnes and Noble one day. Okay. And I go, Oh, look at that place. It stole all my money. Right. And then I started thumbing through it. And you're and in the book. And I'm in this book. See, they they knew you was important from day one. They saw your face. They was like, That's the poster child. Right. That's him. <laughs> he's gonna be the president. He's gonna students. be the president of students. Self, uh, self-appointed. No, I'm joking. I'm the only black face down there. Wow. Oh, see a little brown spot. That's me. Wow. Let me check this out. Nobody called me and said, "Hey, you're gonna be in this book." Oh my god. Oh man, there's some of the homies in here. I know. Wow. Wow. Yeah, what's what's dude's name? Dale? Patrick, was that his what name? What the fuck are you doing? No, 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 no. <laughs> who is who is my guy? No, Brandon. My boy Brandon. Wasn't this Brandon here? Yeah. Yeah, that was my guy. That was my guy in college. We're right. buds. You're buds. We're buds. We did stuff together. All right, so I'm gonna switch the uh, gears on the conversation. Thank um you. we'll we'll kinda go back. Um, and just to fill everybody in that might be tuning in right now, thank you so much for listening to the Level Up podcast. Thank you for watching, um, everyone who's watching on uh, Facebook Live right now. Uh, but we have my good friend here, um, artist, graphic designer, um, uh, 911 dispatch person, uh, former 911 dispatch operator, uh, Mr. J.R. Poole. Um, also, he was the president of students at the Art Institute of Pittsburgh because he just had a certain look to him and people really thought he was in charge and i guess he was not in charge the entire time but uh <laughs> he has <laughs> you know he has, he has uh you know graciously joined us tonight and I, i'm very grateful for that um so i kind of wanted to steer the conversation a little bit um we yeah. normally 
you know, we like to ask our guests some, you know, silly questions from time to time. Oh, and so um, you might take the serious route. Some people, as soon as I say this, they go real serious and that's oh. totally OK. OK. Um, you know, you're very gotta, validated in I've that if that's what you want to do. Um, but my next question is, uh, Jr. what is um, your number one no, no? And what I mean by that is just like it could be like something that just grosses you out. It could be like just this this one thing that just gets under your skin where you just want to roundhouse everybody in the room. Mm. Um, or, you know, it could be something that's societal, you know, something that is habitual amongst people, like whatever that may be. What is that number one no no for you? I have a list and so I'm trying well, to figure out what that one is. Let's give let's me a second. Top top tizzle. I how about this? I'll share mine. Yeah. Uh, now my the one I normally share is like I can't deal with I'm I'm like really 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 grossed out by gross stuff on the ground like it could be anything it could be a pile of sunflower seeds that's wet right and i'm like ah. if i if i felt that under my feet like i be like, oh god oh god i'm a, you know um you know it could be gum i'm like okay. I, I hate stepping in gum mm. um wet newspaper trash like do you ever step on an empty chip bag in the middle of winter it's the worst no. i don't know it grosses me out um what Newspaper reminds me of like cornflakes. Exactly. Gross. <laughs> who likes cornflakes? Did you know Kellogg? Okay, the guy who invented cornflakes. This is a little history lesson for y'all because he was a wonderful guy. He made cornflakes bland and disgusting because he thought that it would make kids not want to masturbate. Oh. Did you know that? Because no, too much sugar would make you want to masturbate. He was very. Uh, against sex he was very abstinence driven yeah. um so give and them cereal yeah give them some, some plain ass cereal they won't have urges to masturbate and he was he also was a big 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 supporter and, of of circumcision okay a lot of a lot of people know that circumcision no, <laughs> is uh, uh of jewish religion but here in the states uh, uh we kind of adopted it because they they thought that uh if a child is circumcised then they would have less sexual pleasure, mm -hmm. meaning having less sex and having less babies. I can't come up with a number one. I'm really thinking because I... Well, give me when, number two. When you... <laughs> yeah. Poop. I hate poop. I hate poop. <laughs> I do. Speaking of poop, um, poopery. You heard of this? Game? I've, heard of, I've, I've heard of poopery before. I've, I, I bought it twice now because... Yeah. I like the, it. It's 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 basically that really strong, con uh, concentrated spray for the bathroom, it, right? You spray it inside you the just, toilet. Oh, you hit the toilet with you it. You spray it in the water and then use the bathroom. You don't smell nothing but fragrance. That's amazing. I spray it around my house. You like? I need that everywhere because everywhere do. I go, smell like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that can be my my um. Your your, your no no is I don't like nasty smells. Yeah. So, when uh, you ever smell something and it totally takes your breath away, <laughs> have you have you done that? When you're in mid sentence and you're like, yeah, so I told that. <laughs> 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 you, just, you can't breathe. No, you, the you worst, the worst, function. the worst is when you're like you're talking to somebody, they're hollering at you, y'all talking, you having a good ass conversation, you just catch a whiff of that breath. And you just like, 
and you swallow it by accident and you just like yeah i'm gonna choke like you almost yeah. you almost fell over i've been there that's, oh, the, that's what takes your breath away because right. you can't you can't hide that all you can do is blink really you're face to face with somebody <laughs> and you're like <laughs> you don't want to breathe you're like you okay allergies Allergies. <laughs> that's allergies. a great excuse. That's I'm gonna start using that. But you know what's what's kind of fucked oh, up with my funny. allergies? People's breath be making me sick. Really? I will I will get a runny nose from from stank breath, bruh. So don't breathe on this. No. <laughs> he could get the flu just from you breathing. I can. You know what? Some motherfucker at school one day. I'm allergic to peanuts. Like a little. Oh, really? Like a little fucking child. I'm oh allergic to peanuts. So I'm a grown ass man worse. at school, right? I'm going around asking people like what they want to do, what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And this dude was having a peanut butter sandwich. And so I was like, my spidey senses kicked in. I was like, you still have peanuts? You know what I mean? <laughs> He's like, I'm eating a peanut butter. I was like, you don't, you don't mind because you just stay on that side of the table and just don't blow your wind on me. Right. I was being polite. Just don't blow your I said, like, right, just the, don't blow your wind on me, please. Excuse me, sir. Yes. Don't blow your wind on me. Step two, guess what this motherfucker did? He blew it in your face. <laughs> Immediately, I was like, <laughs> bitch. That's a bitch. Did he run? Like, what happened? I just, I just left. I'm about to have an asthma attack oh my because of your God. peanuts. That's crazy. That is just ignorant. It was. I never want to like, slit somebody's throat so fast. Wow. Like, who does that? What do you... All right, so your 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 number one no no is stank. Stank, stank, just smells out of the blue that just hits you and, right. and take you off your feet. You start floating, you know. In nine one one, we have people who be vomiting. Mm-hmm. So I've heard vomiting through my head. Oh no! And even like the chunky vomit, like you know, it's like man, that's really bad. Right. So I'm okay, but if I'm there smelling it, right? You just like, you're like, I can't do that. I'm, I can't do. I'm, I'm a queasy person too, bro. Like if you ask my wife, she will like garbage don't matter. I if I anything gross, I'm just like huh, huh, I can't I can't help it. Like I'm I'm Mr. Gags all the time. Like all the t- over anything. My my when I changed when I was changing my son's diaper early on, ooh, ooh, yeah. it was horrible. It was yeah. horrible. All right, so I kind of want to uh get to the more serious question. So like what we do here at Level Up, like you said earlier, you know, you, you said that, like, you would consider me and, and, like, the team, like, superheroes, like, because we're we're doing things to give back to the community. And so, like, I'm hoping that the people listening to this are people who are either doing work in the community or young people who aspire to be artists and creatives or just, you know, movers and shakers within the, uh, their realm, so to speak. What year did you graduate? 2009. Okay, that's two years after me. Okay. And so the guy says that we had rights and privileges as artists. Hmm. And I'm like, well, what is that? You just you just now told me I had something, mm-hmm. and I'm walking out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like those who are artists, even if it's um, writing, painting, uh you do dance, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, those those expressions, right? There's there's storytelling, mm. <clears throat> and so that's what I thought about going into this project is that I get to actually do some rights and privileges here, right? Right. So when you're working with uh, young minds, mm-hmm. 
that's you as an artist. Mm. That's your canvas. Right. Is this person's mind. So we're all socially connected. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have to influence Isaac over here mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, to do a thing. Right. Right. And that's going to happen through a story. Mm -hmm. You train somebody earlier. That training is a story. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why I feel like people who focus on those things, that isn't, you know, I need to make money. Right. Heroic. Right. It's really difficult to convince a person to do something that they haven't done before. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know Isaac. Right. But can I convince him to walk out into the street and stand in front of a bus? I don't think. I hope not. <laughs> right. He's like, I can. <laughs> He's like, with the f power of the force. Right. <laughs> so I guess that's deep. But I guess my question is, and you can you can get deep with this too. So, um, what advice, if anyone, young people, whoever's out there, what advice would you give to a young person um, who is aspiring maybe to be an artist or uh, aspiring to be one of those change agents yeah. um, that you you just spoke of, or those people who have that responsibility to create we, those stories? Like, what advice would you give them in we, today's world? We are our own universe, and your story is important. So don't think that you don't have anything important to say mm -hmm. or do. So right. I kind of okay. feel like when people talk about those Parkland uh, survivors, the shooting, mm -hmm. that they shouldn't be talking about certain things because they're too young, mm -hmm. then you're just negating that person's experience. Right. Right. Don't, I hate that adults do that. They, they, they say that children don't have the capacity to unpack or the capacity to uh uh you know share because they're they're young and their brains haven't developed and it's like dude like yeah they do our society like, gears you to go out and work right we don't nurture thinking critical thinking right or uh, what do you call it imagination right it's like as soon as you get to 20 your imagination stops right go out and work but then you're super excited that you're 21. So you're like, go out and drink. Right. And then go out and work. Well, I mean, I've, my imagination go runs wild when I'm drinking. I do everything. I'm, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. You know what I just tried this year? Hmm. Edibles. Huh. So that's a whole nother experience, ain't it? I It was the wintertime. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I had them. And so I'm not going to say how I got them. Mm -hmm. we, we don't snitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> And so it started snowing. Mm -hmm. I've never shoveled snow so quickly. <laughs> I was like enjoying this. I said, like, oh, I, know. I said, what drug makes you focus? Right, on this? right. I want more to shovel. Right. <laughs> I shoveled the whole property. Right, I would have went to everybody's it's house. Not, like, can I shovel your snow? My oh my God. <laughs> Oh, Out like was there. this like an apartment complex or something, or it's like a, one of those big houses with a bunch of apartments a, in it? It's a three-story apartment. Oh no! But there's you know paths around it and drive. I was just like, and it, it wasn't even a shovel; it was a broom. I was so oh fucking my focused <laughs> on clearing a he path. Said I swept my whole way around the whole, pro the whole oh property. Oh my god! Landlord was like, "Did you uh, shovel the snow?" And I was like, "I did." I did. <laughs> Were they at least appreciative? He was. Okay, okay. It was like days later. Okay. Um, Being from Michigan and all, we, through the news, mm -hmm. they say if you see an, an old person shoveling the snow, help them out. Mm -hmm. 
you don't really hear that here in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So our landlord is, is an old man, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I hate for him to be out there, you know, passed out, nobody sees him. Right, right. So I try to clear some of the smell. Mm-hmm. But sh- you were so focused, you finished the whole job. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> that is too funny. All right, so before we before we go to a close, um, man, you're funny. I forgot how funny you were. Oh shoot! Uh, <laughs> is there anything um, that you want to add? Anything else that you want to point out about the project that maybe we missed? Um, I thought there was more to that. I'm sorry. No, I, I, um, was it? Uh, <laughs> if only I could have seen the semicolon, right. I, <laughs> I would have known that there was a hard pause. Right. Yeah. And you were waiting for the answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the takeaway is I, I kind of don't want people to belittle why this is being done. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, again, with coming from 911, I assumed that I was saving lives. Mm-hmm. And this is more tangible for me. Right. Um, I think about my beginnings in, like, um, sci-fi. Mm-hmm. You know, reading something, being excited about it, meeting new people going to art school there's a definite path mm-hmm. you know and you figure if i didn't do certain things didn't follow that path i would not have met you right right so that for me is is a pathway to promise mm-hmm. right it is something more life-saving for that i think than me answering a 911 call right that emergency was happening before i started work that day. right 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 but this you can create that pathway for some kid who will see these books, might want to become a pilot, mm-hmm. you know, because we're just now hearing about, um, what was that, the, that math movie with the women? Hidden Figures. Oh, yeah, I was like, Hidden Figures. Right. Yeah, I was about to say Hidden Colors. No, that's not. <laughs> but Josh should watch that. No, nah, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like, we, we're just now hearing about these things. Mm-hmm. And it's What if we knew more about it? We, have, we might have more... Um, Mathematicians, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, uh, again, like with our society, only focusing on learning this, go to work, mm-hmm. um, or get money. What people who look like you and I, what they're hearing every day is get money, yeah. and it's like by any means necessary. And it's not teaching, you know, principle. It's not teaching discipline. It's not teaching hard work. It's not teaching um, creativity. It's not teaching ownership. Because that's really what they need to know. You know what I mean? I w- there was um. Uh, a meme on Instagram about Black Wall Street, mm-hmm. and uh, you. I go to the comments. It's a part of like doing the research is reading what people think, mm-hmm. even if it's being trolled, mm-hmm. right? Um, someone said they should make a movie out of this, I was, and I was like, absolutely not. Period. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, it was burned down. Mm-hmm. Well, let's not see more shit being burned down and right, destroyed. Right. So what we should be doing is promoting STEM. Mm-hmm. Uh, going out into the community and, and and rebuilding, we need lawyers, we need doctors, mm-hmm. um, uh, financiers, mm-hmm. whatever that community was, it has not been replicated since. Right. It was a black town. Right. And through this research, I found that there were twelve black towns after the Civil War. Mm. There were even black um, camps on reservations. Mm-hmm. And have you ever heard of Ly- the Lyle Station? Maybe. I think that was in Virginia. 
It's like one of the oldest, like all black communes that like brought in freed slaves after uh, the war and whatnot. You know what I mean? Taught them how to farm, taught them how to read, stuff like that. That's actually my family. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, shit. Yep. Send me that information. I will. Um, I will. Hilton Head, outside of Hilton Head, there's mm-hmm. a, that community there that uh, was a free black colony as well. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of it. <coughs> Sorry. But you can actually look at it on the map. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, east of Hilton Head. Mm-hmm. Hilton Head has actually encroached upon that, that community. Mm-hmm. But it was a free black town. That's crazy. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, how about connectivity? So I'm right. trying to um, pluck out the heroism, connect the dots, mm-hmm. and sort of push us to a, a better future. Right. Right? So if more kids knew, even adults, if more adults knew right. that we were more than slaves. Right. Because that's uh, American history. Christopher Columbus. Slaves. <laughs> that's, the, that's the narrative, bro. And, like, I, trust me, right. I've done so much research, and, like, that's how I stumbled upon that story. Right. Because I'm like, there has there has to be more. I learned about my family. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh. And then, I, you know what I mean? Then I learned about what, you know, some of our ancestors were doing over in uh, Europe back in, you know, 7-Eleven AD. I'm not going to go into great detail. Right. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that hasn't been <coughs> talked about. And, and I, again, I'm going to repeat myself and say I think that that is strategic and I think that is very much on purpose. Some of it is. Mike is dropping. <laughs> I'm just Thank kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, it has now, and now I'm the host of the show. <laughs> But go, go ahead. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but you, but you're right. Um, a lot of it is strategic, and uh, at some point I was saying you know you don't want to be written out of something. Mm-hmm. When people tend to not vote, or oh, I'm not gonna pay attention to this because the man this, the man that, mm-hmm, the man mm-hmm, other. Mm-hmm. Um, when you don't participate, the man wins. Right. Right. So if you let them write your story, the man wins. Right. Um, and I was thinking like in what 1608. Um, when black people couldn't own slaves. Mm-hmm. Here's a person using a pen, not the sword, to begin to craft you out of the society. Mm. And they keep doing it. And keep doing mm-hmm. it. And now you can't read, you can't beat your drums, you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Right? So when, when black folks start to uh, run for office post-Civil War, mm-hmm. some folks are like, oh, wait a minute. These niggas can read? Mm. Now you're surprised. Right. <laughs> These niggas <laughs> can read. Yeah, right. we can read, boy. We was learning on the low. I thought that was illegal. <laughs> because people are trying to write you out of your mm-hmm. own experience. There was this um, um, 1842 news article. It was called The English Nigger. What? And so it was written by an English black person. Okay. And I'm like, because, again, you just don't know that there's everyday life going on right. between <laughs> slavery and civil rights. Right. right? Um, but he was saying that you know, people in the UK, when they are servants, it's different from slavery. Mm-hmm. People have a, a job, right? You know, and, and they may be pride in the job, but you're not on equal footing as the white Englishman. Mm-hmm. So how dare you say our country, mm. right? So he said the same thing about the Americans. How can you say that this is your place until you start? running for office, getting seats in Parliament or Congress. Mm-hmm. When you become an active participant, then it is yours. Mm. And I'm like, in 1842, you say this, this is 2018, mm-hmm. it's ours. Mm. Today, it's ours. Mm-hmm. So be in the fight for it. Right. You know, participate. Right. Um, Leon Ford. Right. right. 
participate. I will be voting. So that's the thing. I will be voting, Leon. <laughs> you hear me? Period. If you, if you don't switch from, I was telling this police officer, I said we have to switch from survive to thrive. Hmm. And how do we do that? Because policing is one thing, mm-hmm. but building communities is a whole different story. Right. Right. So you got to take what you know. Um, and be a part of your own story, hmm. right? So some guy wrote this in 1842 about you need to participate. And here we are in 2018. Right, 2018, wow. Some people are like, I don't want to vote because my vote don't count. Right. I mean, and then they don't realize, come on, preach right. to him, preach. My name was actually on a ballot. Mm-hmm. In my neighborhood, I was uh, running for committee person, hmm. right? Somebody called me randomly. And I was called because I was a super voter. This guy had no idea who he was talking to on hmm. the phone. So I show up, you know, being one of the only black faces in the in the room. And he was super, he was so excited. Hey, Jim, I hate that. That would be my other one. Oh, that's your Don't name? call me Jim. Hey, Jim. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. And roll credits. Fuck this about. Go ahead, go ahead. So when it came time to vote, to see your name on the ballot is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And um, there's 500 people in my my district. I think only like 20 something people voted. Okay. And I lost. And the guy was like, "Oh, you did really good. You had 12." I'm like, "That's majority." I'm like, "12," you know. And that's when every vote really does count. Right. Go out there and, and do a thing. It's those local elections, really. Yeah. That matter the most. Absolutely. Yeah. Go out there and be a part of the the process. Even mm-hmm. if you lose, that story matters. Mm-hmm. Right? And we talk about what does and doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. How did you impact that 500 people? Mm. Right? So if you did a thing, people were feeling you. Mm. They're going to take that story home and repeat it mm-hmm. and repeat it. Mm-hmm. And they're going to remember you. Mm-hmm. And that's why storytelling, I think, in this, this process is important. Right. Right. Deep. I just got to give you a couple slow slams. Well, just, it's just so well well said. <laughs> he was just like, and that's the moral of the story. That is the moral of the story. Wow, wow. Well, JR, one more time before we get off the podcast again, I just want to yeah. say thank you so much uh, for sharing. Uh, I got clammy hands. But uh, if you could let the people know one more time where they can find you, how they can support you, uh, that would be really amazing. Um, the website is theblackheroesmovement.world. Facebook is the Black Heroes Movement. Um, Instagram and Twitter links are out there. The names are different, but still it's the Black Heroes Movement. And and they're, they can find the links on the Facebook type situation or like in your about on the website? Yep. Okay. Sure can. Okay. Also... I am a registered nonprofit with the Commonwealth. Dope. So you can donate, mm-hmm. folks. Okay. Do you have a PO box where maybe people can send some money, or just a, just a donation button on the Facebook or the yeah. website? Uh, both. Both. So there's a donation button, folks, on both the website. That's the Black Heroes Movement dot world, and also on Facebook, the Black Heroes Movement. Um, if you like uh, what Jr. is doing, I think it's really important. I mean, it's extremely. Um, important our stories our narrative um, you know so definitely um, take the time to support that um, and again I'm, I'm pumped P- 
pumped right now. I'm about to run for office early. I was going to wait a couple years, but now I'm just like, I'm about to run for something right. early. You know, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, family, thanks again uh, for tuning in. Everybody who's on Facebook Live, everybody who's tuning in on Google Podcasts and Spotify and iTunes and all that. Thank you so very much for tuning in to episode 16 of the Level Up Podcast. And of course, it is your boy, Mario Quinn, my boy, J.R. Poole. We are out. Peace, family. Wow.